everyone. Welcome to our second podcast episode. So on today's episode, we'll be doing um, a podcast on life as a junior doctor in Melbourne. So we have our very own SMSV ex-president, Ming Ting, here. Hi, Ming Ting. How are you doing? Hello. I'm all right. I'm good. So, how are you enjoying being a junior doctor so far? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's been good. It's nice to finally start working, you know, and having responsibilities, earning money. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's just good to yeah be part of the team now and be able to contribute. And yeah, having responsibilities, like it's good to have that. But sometimes it's, of course, like stressful as well, having to having real responsibilities, like, like things you do can affect the patients and stuff. So yeah, it's been challenging, but it's been a good process. Mm-hmm. And so how are your, how's your work life there in Melbourne? Like, uh, yeah, it's pretty good so far. So maybe I can talk about like the rotations I did. I had Gen Med first and then did ED and then now I'm on Gen Search. And most of the times they usually keep to like five days a week or even like um, each week with a half day and one long shift, stuff like that. So most of the times, like you do get weekends free. So that's pretty good. Whereas on maybe ED, you know, it depends on the roster and sometimes you'll get like four days in a row and then three days off, three days off maybe during the weekdays. So it's like, there's definitely like, a good amount of time that you're on work and off work as well. So I would say the work life is pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how was it like um, applying to work there? Um, hmm. It was a while ago. It's like almost exactly a year now because now I'm actually applying for jobs for next year as well. So, hmm. but last year, um, yeah, it was quite a long tedious process I suppose like because applying for internship through PMCV you know you have to apply at PMCV itself and then also apply to the individual health service and last year um, like we could preference up to 15 so like I preference all 15 of course but that meant I, I had to apply to like all 15 hospitals and then each hospital you know there's their own application process their cover letter yada yada so it, was, it took quite a while but in the end, like, yeah, it was all right overall, I guess. <laughs> it was like every year you have to apply again. Mm, yeah, okay. exactly, which, which makes it super annoying. Like, because most places do either one year contract or some even two, but um, many one year, and yeah, every year, sort of June, July ish, you have to apply for the next year. Yeah. So when you start preparing for your application and all for last year yeah um the application portal i think it opened like may or mid-may so i guess around that time we were you know chatting to seniors asking how they sort of did their um their applications getting tips from them and once it opened yeah we just have to tidy up the cv do a million cover letters and stuff, yeah. But I mean, there's not much need to sort of like prepare much beforehand because, I mean, you just 
need to do it when the application opens. But I suppose like if you're talking about preparing for CV and stuff, it's always good just to keep in mind like, yeah, things that you can prepare for your CV, I guess, like volunteering, um, research, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what was the success rate like of applying um, I'm not too sure, I guess, like, uh, sort of applying. Mm, I think most most people I know who wanted to stay eventually got jobs, so that's good. Like, and everyone's, like, happy where they are. Like, some people went to Queensland um, and stuff. So, yeah, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but it was pretty good, I must say. Like, people who wanted to stay, like, all got to stay. So, I think that's that's the important part. Yeah. yeah. So, what made you decide to stay in Melbourne? Mm, I thought I would try to, yeah, experience how working life here is for a year. And also, because I suppose, like, staying here for a year gives you the upper registration. And that gives us flexibility moving forward like if I if like I choose to go back to Singapore that having the upper registration will allow me to then return to Australia again easily so I guess I chose to stay because of the like the registration mainly for that flexibility in the future oh so you can come back after like a year or so if you register I don't know the exact processes but I think like you definitely because it's like the upper registration it's your license to practice as a doctor in Australia and once you get that I suppose yeah you can sort of even like take a break and then go back to work like they'll be fine because you're recognized as a practitioner in Australia already yeah okay was it a hard decision for you Mm. to stay there yeah, I um hmm hard decision. Um I suppose so. Uh, definitely in this COVID times, like it was a bit harder because like that meant I couldn't go back to Singapore even for a holiday and like can't see haven't seen my family up in a long time. So um yeah, it was hard in that sense. But I suppose like just seeing big picture, longer term goals, like, you know, it, <laughs> now, now it feels hard to say because it's like, oh, I still haven't gone back to Singapore. Whereas last year, I would have thought like, oh, surely by March, things would have cleared up and I could have gone back. But yeah, I mean, like eventually, hopefully, surely we'll be able, uh, I'll be able to go back. So I mean, it's just like short term sort of seeingness compared to yeah getting the upper registration in the end so I think just combining all those factors like it was it wasn't too hard deciding to stay here I suppose yeah or do you meet your family and friends back in Singapore because I know we have extended holidays as students but like once you work you already have yeah yeah I was talking to like my sister about this like working life transitioning from student to working life and yeah it's, it's different like as a student you know there's always an end goal like it'll be like okay how many weeks more to the exam and then it'll be holiday but you know when you're working it's just 
you're just working always. <laughs> like there's no the end. I suppose there's <laughs> the end of internship, but then you know that's like what one year later. So yeah, it, eh, what's the question? Um, yeah, it's definitely different, like working life and student life. And yeah, definitely miss home, not being able to go back. But there's over here for internship, there's two weeks of annual leave. And I actually already had mine. Like mine was in um in March. So it was two weeks. And yeah, if it was non-COVID, those two weeks could have been in Singapore. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. I mean, there's face FaceTime, WhatsApp. So I mean, we're always still in touch with family. Yeah, as we all true. are as well, yeah. So have you made any plans like when are you gonna go back to Singapore <laughs> when, when the travel bubble when the oh, travel okay. bubble happens hopefully so have you decided like what specialty you are interested in mm, I've always been a bit more inclined towards surgery I think um, so I've actually yeah, just applied for like a surgical stream job for next year like I preference that first for my internal applications and yeah we'll see how that goes hopefully hopefully I'll get like the rotation preference that uh, the rotation that I preferenced and I'll get it and if not then I'll see how <laughs> see how it goes yeah but uh, I think I might yeah definitely go towards the surgery stream at this point. And I think it's um, like relatively easy to get like what you like there. Hmm. Um, for like a H- HMO job, like PGY2? Do you mean or yeah. you mean like long? Like a fresh um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure to be honest. Like because jobs are quite like there are a good proportion of jobs like in each stream like medical stream quick care stream surgery stream um i think like at the hospital that i'm at at least um i think surgery is apparently like a bit less subscribed like um usually the bpt stream is quite popular there so hopefully that (laughs) that gives me a higher chance for the surgery stream but I don't know exact numbers actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh last question. Can you give us a book recommendation that's not a medical textbook? It's not a medical textbook. Um let me think. What did I read recently? Was well, I'm reading a book now that my mom recommended, The Star Cross Sisters of Tuscany. Oh my god, it's okay. But about um, oh, it's about some Italian lady who oh, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm just in like the first few chapters. Okay, but let me see my reader. What did I just finish? Oh, okay, okay. I know I read one book recently first book I finished in a while it was a Mitch album book about and it's a true story so it's like um, his memoirs of this girl that he fostered 
from Africa. Yeah, you can read it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would recommend that. It was nice. I think it was called Kiki. But it's a Mitch album book, so mm. I've placed a whole for one of his books for a long time, the very popular one, like Five People You Meet in Heaven. So yeah, whole series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything else you want to add or any advice you want to give to like, your juniors? Mm. Hmm. I remember like at the start of internship. Oh, oh, can hear right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I remember at the start of internship, I was just thinking like, oh my god, like somehow, like as a student doctor, right? You're you know on the team, like you go to placements and everything. But I remember feeling like none of that <laughs> still prepared me for work life, though. Like it's just different having like being the one actually having to do it like, do the jobs and stuff. Like, last time, like, as a student, you know, if you get asked to do something and then, like, oh, chase some correspondence from this hospital, then you can try, but if you cannot do it or you fail to do it, then it's just like, oh, you just tell the intern, oh, uh, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do it, and then you just tell, right? But then now it's like, if you can't do something, you just have to do it. Like, you have to figure out how to do it, and, like, you just have to do it. So... I just remember feeling at the start like, oh my God, like, even though, you know, we do three years of clinical placement, which is so much more than like um, how much other students or other unis do, you know, it, it was still like very overwhelming at the start and like, ah, felt like, uh, yeah, very overwhelming. But, you know, what's good is that everyone um, here, you know, they're really very supportive. They, they all know sort of what you've, you're going through because they have gone through it before so they do like really help out a lot and they know like that we're all starting out uh, and that this is new to us as well another thing that i i um another thing that uh really struck me was that you know as a student like our focus is really just to learn there and and you know absorb all the like knowledge we can but then now as an intern as well like working you know you I can't really like just stand there and like learn all I can you know because I have to be like scribing whatever the consultant says or you know focusing my mind on like the tasks that I have to do so I was like oh it's a bit sad now like you can't learn like the priority isn't like learning anymore so I would say to you guys like really treasure all these student life moments where you can just yeah sort of just focus on learning seeing all you can observing not like actually having to do anything (laughs) I mean not having to like really do anything with like like it being your sole responsibility yeah so that help but like just Enjoy being a student. Enjoy while you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think our workplace is very supportive there. Sorry? Supportive. Your supportive? workplace? Yeah. Workplace. Yeah, definitely. Like, everyone's very supportive, like, and nice, friendly. And that, 
it's a really good culture here. Like, I mean, like all the nurses, the like, health staff, they're all very like easy to work with, pharmacists as well. And there's always like, like although sometimes it might seem like, oh, you know, you're on your own and you have to deal with things on your own. But like, there's always people that you can turn to for help. Like if you guys, uh, if there's, if like work-wise, I mean like patient-wise, like if there's, you know, some things that uh, you might not uh, sort of know, like there are always other specialties that you can like refer to for help, right? That's the whole point of like having specialties and other departments there, you know, no, no one expects us to know everything. And that's what other teams are there for. And like whenever I'm prescribing some stuff, you know, if I just don't know, if I like don't know something like, oh, if this medication can be used in pregnancy or not, can always just look up like all the electronic resources, AM, uh, the AMH, ETG, or I can just like call the pharmacist easily and ask them for help. So yeah, there's, there's always help around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much for your time, Ming-Ting, Dr. Ming-Ting. Are <laughs> you... <laughs> in writing sometimes they'll say like Dr. Tan or whatever but it's just weird like, and yeah, like, I mean everyone goes by their first names here so yeah. <laughs> yeah so we have come to the end of our podcast thank you for tuning in and see you again next time thank you bye bye